0: The views and opinions of the EDGE podcast do not necessarily represent those of Education USA, U.S. Department of State, or the U.S. government.
1: Welcome to the EDGE, the Education USA Global Exchange Podcast, broadcasting from the central nervous system of our global network, Washington, D.C.,
2: Hello, everyone. I'm Omar
1: Drira, originally from Tunis, Tunisia. I'm Mohamed Tajdin. I am originally from Iran.
0: My name is Vanessa de la Cruz. I am originally from Colombia.
3: I am Ahmad Altari. I am uh, originally from Qatar.
4: I am Jonathan Navi Carrasco, originally from Chile.
5: Hello and welcome to The Edge. Today, in our very first Student Perspective episode, you will hear from international students from all around the world who will share their admission journeys, feedback, and provide recommendations for you and your institutions in order to improve your social presence and communicate with international students more effectively. I'm Emi Hamidi, and I'm pleased to discuss these pertinent issues with our Regional Educational Advising Coordinator, or REAC, for Central and Southern Europe, Gordana Mircic, as well as five international students. Ready to dive in?
6: My name is Gordana Mircic, and I'm the REAC for Central and Southern Europe, based in Budapest, Hungary. I've been with EducationUSA for a little over five years now. I serve as a bridge between students and U.S. universities. I am delighted to be here today for this unique opportunity to be the voice of international students and highlight their perspectives on different aspects of the admission process for the higher education community.
5: Thank you, Gordana. U.S. universities and their communication channels including websites, social media platforms, mobile applications. This is our today's topic. Let's hear from some of our students first. Vanessa and Omar, please tell us about your background and your experience navigating U.S. universities' websites.
0: I am a first-year student in the Master of Media and Innovation at in the University of Nevada in Reno in the state of Nevada I had the opportunity to apply to several universities and I got to see their website, the social media. And what I found more useful for me was their websites actually more than the social media. Universities in Colombia and in other countries are very different than in U.S. They are not, they are not usually that big and with many divisions and departments. So for me, it would be very good if in the website I could see like the different departments and what they work for or who does what in each university. Because sometimes it was very difficult just to, to know to whom should I yeah, certain questions. That's one important point that will be very useful. I like the videos about like tours or like life on the university, the pictures, and also when they explain the faculty and what they do, because I like to contact them. So I think having their picture was like very close to the reality and having like an explanation of what they could help. But I do wish uh, they were more specific in terms of like which faculty members I could contact and that could actually answer my email so I don't have to like ask them for a follow-up or just Uh, not have that contact. So I think that'll be very useful too. But yeah, like pictures, everything that will resemble like the reality of the university, that was very exciting to see.
5: Thank you, Vanessa. Omar, what are some important suggestions or points you have regarding navigation of U.S. university websites and other social communication channels?
2: I'm a uh, senior, so that makes me a fourth year student. I'm majoring in computer science and mathematics at Lafayette College, which is located in the state of Pennsylvania, exactly in Easton. One important point that I would like to bring up is the whole experience of navigating websites and how really it can differ a lot from one website to another. Like you could completely tell the difference between a good website navigation experience And not so good one. My favorite websites and my favorite schools were probably influenced by how easy it is to access information. One piece of advice is have different welcoming banners or welcoming messages for international students, you know? Cause like these students are coming through through the website from a different country. So it's a good idea to have different stories and different banners on the homepage. I just wish that like I could there was like a button where I could click and it would show me, oh like stats of like the number of students from each country, all the flags of the different countries of the students. And then it would say like in front of every flag, oh, we have this number of students from India. This, And then I could just click on that flag and it would show me like the list of those students. And I could just like reach out to them beforehand. There's such a huge sense of familiarity and comfort in seeing that uh, people from my country, from my background, have made it here um, in our studying and everything. And I was only able to tap into that once I came to the U.S. and I came to the school and I went through international orientation and I went through, you know, getting to know people like one by one. And then like, oh, like you, you get introduced to somebody. They're like, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Tunisia. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know this person from Tunisia. And then you get to know them. You see what I mean? Whereas like, it could have been much easier from the start to have that information up on the website. And this just like circles back to like, like effective recruitment, like deep down people just want to, like, if you're going to school, you just want to feel like you're going to have a good time. You're going to learn, you're going to evolve as a person, you're going to have a good experience. And one key component is human connection. If you're going to go to a school where you don't connect with anybody, like, you're going to transfer. You're not going to like that school. And I think like, having like, those, the possibility to make those connections beforehand, having those connections beforehand really makes a huge difference in whether the student ends up wanting to go to that school.
5: Thank you for sharing the effectiveness, the importance of human connection when having to adjust as an international student to a new university community and culture. Vanessa, you also wanted to share some other significant challenges of adjustment to U.S. university admission process, culture and communication channels. The floor is yours.
0: I feel we are very lost in terms of how things work in the U.S. For example, for me, it was very challenging the process of transcripts. I didn't know what a transcript was to be honest. And so I had to first understand what it was in order to be able to send. Some universities will ask for official transcripts and some will ask for unofficial. So it was hard for me to understand how they want it. And when they say official, if they just want it from my university or if they want it through a different service provided here that would certify. That was a big process. And that's what I've heard other friends to struggle the most. And some even quit applying to universities just because of that. So I think that something can be improved. Maybe if the university is very clear about what they specifically want, just even having unofficial transcripts for the application process. But if they cannot and they are still going to request official, maybe they could have like a channel for us to communicate with them. For example, you can schedule meetings, virtual meetings with the OISS, the Office for International Students. So I could have like schedule a meeting and then I'll connect with them through Zoom or any other platform and just chat and just answer some questions. Something else that I think will be useful for the website is to have students that are already starting in the university volunteer to be contacted bias. I do remember that I had to ask my director of my program but also from other universities when I was applying. They could share with me some um, contact information and they did share some students. Some shared with me students that were also from Colombia or like internationals as well and I contacted them through WhatsApp again and it was useful because I could ask them where were they living, how much was it, how was the weather, if they brought clothes from Colombia or from their country to the U.S. I could ask those questions that are more like life related, like how is the life of the university and the state and the city.
5: Okay, thank you. So now let's hear from Muhammad and Ahmad. What do you think about the communications channels that US schools use? How was your experience with exploring US universities' websites?
1: I came to the United States for my master's education in kinesiology. After two years, when I graduated, I applied for the doctorate program in educational leadership at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette in the state of Louisiana. The first thing an international student does, I'm pretty sure they go to the faculty member's website to see if when that university has their um, educational field. So they want to see, does that university have their that specific uh, special professor that has the same research area of interest as theirs. So times where I would pull up a faculty list, a webpage on the university website, and the complete list of the faculty members were there and you couldn't filter them by your education. And you would have to like scroll down through all the unnecessary names and stuff to actually find your education, your uh, field of study and then like zoom in to see uh, by zooming i mean like not literally like look for the filter.
3: i agree and would like to add another point here i am a fourth year uh, student in architecture engineering at kansas state university in the state of kansas it's important to uh, include the office of admissions member on their contacts because that's what new students will look for to be accepted in the universities
5: Thank you for the insight and those suggestions, Mohammed and Ahmed. What about you, Jonathan? What attracted you the most? How can our audience improve their website's interface and accessibility to make it more appealing for international students?
4: I am a second year undergraduate student in Earth and Environmental Engineering at Columbia University in the state of New York. I think that the ones that were the most appealing to me were the ones that didn't have huge paragraphs explaining things and the ones that were the most appealing where you usually had like videos and photos and big titles.
5: Well you know that you can also share any difficulties you have faced with U.S. universities' websites. So, what are the areas of improvement for U.S. universities' communications teams?
1: Some things that really bothered me. Some of the universities, when you you would like pull up their website, there were like huge images that we you would like have to scroll down to even like find the grad school or find the programs or faculty, you know, the links, and it was just lost. It was very small. By the word lost, when I used uh, among the images and stuff, I mean. Uh, when I wanted to find them, I couldn't find them easily. I think that's the, that's the better word choice. Like they, they would get lost in that amount of like pictures and all those uh, unnecessary links that were already there. So it was a very hard task for me to like scroll down all, past all those uh, links and texts that for me at that point was not attractive, let's say.
5: And what about you, Ahmad? Do you have any improvement suggestions?
3: When it comes to the contact with the university members, there's, there's websites where it was difficult for me to reach the, the members of the university. Normally what I try to do when I don't find the contact for the university's member, I go to the end of the page and find contacts. But there's sometimes universities that they don't provide that uh, feature. So I think including that is very important.
5: Thank you for shedding light on what you think would improve navigational ease for international students. Regardless of the attractiveness of a university website, using too much of graphics and disorganized information can result in a student's confusion, and it's also likely to make them lose their attentiveness. So, in order to absorb more students to university and boost their recruitment procedure, we must keep the design as simple as possible while making use of relevant images and information which has been presented in an organized manner. Besides, creating a user-friendly navigation system should be taken into account. Now, we are going to take a break. Stay tuned for our second part of the episode hearing about the best tactics to improve your social media platforms from our students' points of view.
7: Hola, welcome to Colombia, Colombia with an O. I am one of 10 education USA advisors in the country, and we are in nine advising centers in the most important cities of Colombia. Did you know that Colombia is in the top 20 countries in the world that send students to the United States? and that in Latin America, Colombia is third behind Brazil and Mexico. We have a population over 50 million inhabitants and we're surrounded by the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans, making it easy for daily flights to Colombia from the United States. We would like to extend an invitation to visit and recruit each spring and fall in one of the happiest countries in the world. Please reach out to us via email at columbia at educationusa.org for a virtual or in-person visit. See you soon in the country of Encanto.
5: Welcome back and thank you for staying with us. The evolution of social media and mobile applications during the recent years has greatly influenced the future of international higher education. Adapting to this change is crucial for internationalization goals and universities' recruitment strategies. Gordana, as a React and a former international student in the U.S., what are your recommendations for U.S. universities in terms of using social media platforms and mobile applications for recruiting students?
6: I'd like to highlight that in Europe, WhatsApp and Viber are also very important. We see this distinction that parents are more likely to use Facebook, students are more likely to use Instagram, but these instant messaging applications are very important to both. In fact, it is our advisors who have lists of students that they work with. Oftentimes, these are the competitive college club students and they're all members of a particular WhatsApp group or particular Viber group. And I would like to suggest that one of the successful recruitment strategies that um, the U.S. universities may consider is anytime you have an important update to share. It could be perhaps you have an alum from that particular country. Perhaps your institution has suddenly created a scholarship or has some financial aid available for that particular country please let our advisors know. They will just plug in that information in the WhatsApp group. They can connect those students to you later on for additional questions. So this is definitely a way that allows us to stay up to date and in, it provides direct communication with their students and their parents. It's not unusual for our region, that some of our advisors actually share event invites with the parents um, that they work with, because we have um, very ambitious students. Some of them are student athletes. Let's say they're not able to come to a particular info session, but if they're not, thanks to Viber or to WhatsApp, our advisors will be able to reach their parents and the students will be there. We also share links to recordings. I know that the US higher education community is super active with all of our countries. We record all of our webinars. Um, and once that webinar has been completed, we share the link through these messaging apps so that students can see it. In fact, it's becoming more common for students to rely on these recordings rather than be able to join the event live. So if you're doing any of these events with Education USA, we highly appreciate them and know that they'll be viewed by many, many students who will appreciate hearing about your programs and your departments.
5: Exactly. Also, when it comes to the use of mobile applications and instant messaging tools, it's good to highlight that the speed of response affects students' expectations, and it also influences the decision that they make regarding the institution that they want to apply for. So keep that in mind. Now let's hear from our students' experience exploring U.S. University's social media platforms what type of content you are often looking for and which platform you recommend
1: I think Facebook and Instagram are the biggest most popular right now I think it would be a very good idea if like universities could post on their like let's say entrance page for their website that they would like post regularly about like graduate assistantship opportunities where the student could find them e- more easily uh, when they were looking for funding uh, opportunities as well. Important things that is related to international student admission, they could say that those things are posted regularly on their social media platforms.
5: Great ideas, Mohammed. What's your perspective, Jonathan?
4: I think that the content on social media that the universities could share, that is the most helpful is what an actual day in the university is, or like actual photos and videos of of the university. Because I think that that way you can get a better idea of what your day is going to look like when you attend that university. For example, something that has become really common in a lot of university social media is that they have students do takeovers, and then they show you a day in their lives. And I think to me, that was the most entertaining thing to watch because it made me imagine what my life could be like once I attended that university.
5: It sounded like the takeover experience you described was really helpful for you, Jonathan. Vanessa, what are your thoughts about what Jonathan shared?
0: I agree. I would like to add another point here. So something that I think that could be viral in social media platforms or that can be very useful and reach more people, it's pictures and videos instead of only text. And especially with it's like very human. So I think more than giving data or like numbers, when they choose a person, maybe an important uh, faculty member who got something uh, from the university or a student that is doing something great, I think those Those stories will reach more people because it connects to more people, especially if it's in terms of international students. For us, that's also exciting to see what's happening.
5: Thank you, Vanessa. What specific platforms do you think are effective?
0: I think the platforms that are very useful to for international students are WhatsApp. So I think if you could create like a way to communicate through WhatsApp, that's very uh, useful. I find that people in the United States don't usually use WhatsApp and that's something that all international students, we have, and that's how we communicate. So I think establishing those new channels will be also a good strategy for universities to reach us, to reach international students. For example, in my university, we have very creative way to establish connections through whatsapp so we created like an international students group in whatsapp it's not like official but uh it's it has a lot of students and that's how we share like concerns that we have questions about housing about transportation that's how we connect with people who is looking for similar things like we are like for example cell phone providers and that's how we connect to have a family plan things like that So we have that in the university. I also communicated with the assistant of my program who was helping me with paperwork. I didn't have a cell phone number while I was traveling here. So she helped me to communicate through that way while I got my number. So she was also very accommodating with that. I had my Colombian number connected to WhatsApp. And when you move around countries and you don't have the same service, you can still use WhatsApp with Wi-Fi. So that's how it works because um, until I came here and I changed my number, I could even keep my WhatsApp number from Colombia. You can decide to update or not. For example, I did decide to update to the American number Number, but you can keep your Colombian number. And that's what I've seen many students do. They will just keep their international number on WhatsApp and work with the cell phone provided from here. The WhatsApp makes things easier and a little closer, especially when we are we are not sure about if we're going to have what, Wi-Fi, we're going to have good, strong internet connection with, while we leave our country and come here. So that's also useful.
5: Thank you, everyone. So now I would like to finish our today's episode with a quick comparison between your expectations, experience of U.S. universities' website and social media as current students studying in the U.S. now versus the time that you were in your home countries applying for U.S. universities. Do you still use your institution's websites? How often and for what type of content? I do it
0: very frequently because I still find it useful to find the resources that I'm looking for. If it's something related to the library, if it's something related to, again, the faculty members or other members from other departments, I still go there because in my university, they have email and even telephone number of every single person. So I find that to be very useful because the university is big. So maybe it's easier to just call than to walk around the
5: university. Thank you so much. Ahmad, let's hear from you about your current student experience with the university website and platforms.
3: So for me, uh, as a current uh, student in university, I use the university websites almost every day, all the time, because it's it's the part where I can find my assignments, where I can find the exams, the due date, the announcement that is sent from my instructors. Keeping up to date with it is very important for a student, uh, because if you don't Keep an eye on it. You will miss something that maybe you will make you lose uh, points and degrade. You go on the website, and there's so much information.
2: If you have time, like you will always get more information the more you look on the website. But I never like understood how everything fit together, like what the whole experience was like. I understood like these specific things separately, but how they all like shaped what the experience is, and I think that's very like hard to convey um, if you don't make it to the campus before you go to the school. A lot of international students get to travel to the U.S. like two or three months before. They get to tour a bunch of schools. They get to understand what what the atmosphere, what what the experience is like by being there, literally, like when people are in school. But a lot of students, a lot of international don't have the opportunity or don't have the time to travel and don't have a visa to travel. So I think those students and myself, I fit in that category. I think those students don't get the same understanding of the school and the experience. And I think the schools can, you know, try to help them get that experience. You don't know how things work. So you're like, you're like confused and you're young and you're like, oh my God, what should I do? And you see a lot of people like super anxious and become like socially, you know, retreated and like sort of lose themselves because they were informed. Coming back to the school's perspective, I think it, it would be nice to have description of Um, different aspects of the school.
5: Omar, your perspective really helps U.S. universities to understand the international student need for engaging platforms that will foster a stronger engagement and also clarify expectations of U.S. university academic and social culture. Thank you, Gordana, Vanessa, Muhammad, Ahmad, Jonathan, and Omar for sharing valuable experience and insights with the Edge. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to our very first student perspective episode. Do you have any feedback, questions, or ideas for our new episodes of the Education USA Perspective series? Awesome! Email us at podcasteducationusa.org. The views
0: and opinions of the EDGE podcast do not necessarily represent those of Education USA, U.S. Department of State or the U.S. Government.